<laughs> yeah, well, most normal people eat pistachios <laughs> by peeling them with their hands and not but by the putting sh- the whole the shell, shell in their mouth the and The shell cracking. is salty and I gotta suck that sodium. You're in. not a bird. You don't need to crack the shells with your mouth. You have you opposable eat, you thumbs. you eat peanuts with just in your mouth, too? Just throwing some peanuts? Yeah. What? You don't? No. You crack the peanuts with your fingers? Of course I yes, do. Yes, I do. Dude, <clears> all <throat> the salt is on the shell. You can't handle the truth. Yes, I You won't bring back your goddamn honey, but I know it will. My mom always said. Hello. Hello? <laughs> Hello. Hello. And thank you for calling 1-800-SPANKY. <laughs> this is not how we plan to start. Where we get romantic. That's so loud. That was so romantic. That was so romantic. I loved the way you beat that mic. Who's Mike? Exactly. Mm. And take me out to dinner. And this was fool's gold. <laughs> yeah. We are kicking off February. <laughs> Rom-com month. Rom-com month, which means it's also we are... Black History Month. It is Black History Month, but more importantly, not synonymous no, together. More importantly, to Brandon, rom-com. Yes. Month. What the fuck? It is rom-com month. It's more important on the podcast because that's what we're going to be talking about. Is rom-com month, which means the three of us here today, we are the love lads. Oh, oh shit! Blum. My phone. <laughs> God damn, how am I supposed to do this? Yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, I got it. Okay, that was 113. We got a 113. We got a 2319. Oh, we got a 2319. For the love lads. We got a 130. A 130? Yeah. For yeah, the you, love lads? Fuck, 134. You gotta look at the time. I'm not gonna tell you the times. So okay. the more you do it, the more you shit on yourself. I, right. I thought we decided <clears throat> we're the triple suck factory. <laughs> what were some of your other guys' names? Uh, the gay boys. The gay boys. The the devil's threesome. Yeah, something else with devil. There were a lot of the deviled eggs. The devil's three buttholes. So speaking of deviled eggs, Devin, you remember cats, right? The first episode, yeah. you brought up my cousin Emily. Yeah. So once we had her over for Thanksgiving, uh huh, and she maybe it was Christmas. No, it was definitely Thanksgiving. She's now very religious. Really? And we were talking about deviled eggs, and she got very upset that they're called deviled eggs with us. She was, like, yelling at us not to call them that. What else do you call them? I don't know, but then we said, why is it, like, the devil makes them? She got very mad again, so then we called them Satan's eggs, and she spit them out onto her plate. (laughs) She's not, you know? But weirdly, she's a huge fan of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah big baseball fan huge one um but yeah we are the love lads Aww. and um we are kicking off our black history month our, our black history month and our rom-com month with a pick from lucas his potentially favorite rom-com of all time <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far potentially i don't know if i'd go that far uh, a dear a, movie a, to, a beloved rom-com which is Fool's Gold, starring Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson. Yes. A movie that came out in 2008, pre-McConaissance. Yep. Uh, I saw this in theater when I was in the eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's a great time. <laughs> One of the first times in my life I ever made out with a girl. Wow, two like in the theater. Yeah. Wow, how was it? It was it was incredible. The movie, I mean. <laughs> yeah. She hadn't brushed her teeth. No, and now horrible. she's married to a friend of mine from high school. Oh yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you. Shout out to Kevin Lamb. <laughs> um, Uncle Jerry. <laughs> Kevin Lamb, I made out with your wife. Yeah, and the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Not Kevin Lamb. No. Sadly. But, sadly not Kevin Lamb. But yeah, Fool's Gold. A 2008 romantic comedy, comedy, Cardi B. It's a comedy. Um, starring Matthew McConaughey himself as our leading man. Good swerve, Caesar. And Kate Hudson as our leading lady. Before we get into the movie, we are diving into a classic beer of ours. Yes. One of Devin's two favorite beers. And because of Fool's Gold, we've got our Lewis and Clark Hefeweizen. Miner's Gold. Because you're, because you're a miner. American style wheat ale. Net <clears throat> contents 12 fluid ounces, 355 milliliters. So this only comes from non-adults, pre-adults. Yeah, Devin really likes his miners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that's when he started drinking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that second statement was and very I, true. And I never stopped. Never stopped. Yeah, was it bad to start this podcast knowing that you were 20 and we were just talking about beers? Uh, no. I could have been 15. <laughs> and we could have started yeah, this podcast and you were drinking beers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we waited to the last ineligible year for it. So that's better than none. We almost waited until <clears throat> marriage. Almost. <laughs> almost made it. You just couldn't resist that sweet, sweet poontang. Yeah. That is a miner's gold. <laughs> you love minor poontang. <laughs> Ooh. Is what Brandon would say. No, yeah. that's, that's what, I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> anyway, so we've got miner's gold. We've already talked about it before. Devin read off the can. It's light. It's tasty. It's yummy. And Lucas, what is your idea on miner's gold? Because once again, you're not a huge beer drinker. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it definitely tastes like a beer. And in most ways... But not all. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it is it comes in the normal vessel that a beer comes in, so I can resonate with that solidarity as well. So taste and shape. Yeah. It's got if it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. It's a bear. It's a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's aberrant that it's a beer. Ooh. Um but yeah, so Fool's Gold today, we have a director, Andy Tennant. He has done Two episodes of The Wonder Years. Oh, little little <laughs> Kevin... What's his name? Kevin Lamb. No, not Kevin Lamb. <laughs> Shout out Kevin Lamb what's again. What's his name? Kevin uh, Spacey. No, little, no. Act, little actor boy. Kevin Hart. Yeah. Well, yes, it Kevin Hart, Hart is a little actor boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's also done 11 episodes of The Kaminsky Method, that newer sketch comedy show. Yeah, that's about that power <clears throat> forward from Wisconsin. No, that's Frank Kaminsky. Different thing. Mm. Um, he did the movie It Takes Two. He did one called It Ev- Takes Two. It Takes Two to make a thing go right. Exact tune, just not yeah, the right word. I don't know the words. <laughs> <laughs> he did a movie called Ever After, a Cinderella story. Mm. He did one called Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, I've heard of that. With Reese Witherspoon and Patrick Dempsey. Sure. It's one of Marina's favorites. Mm. He did the movie Hitch. 
Yeah. With Will Smith and Ava Mendez. I could see that. <clears throat> the Bounty Hunter with Jared Butler, Gerard Butler, and Jennifer Aniston. I haven't seen that one, but sure. One called Wild Oats and one called The Secret Dare to Dream. <laughs> so a lot of rom coms. This is a this is a rom com centered guy. Maybe not as much of a like a niche in film as that Santa Jaws person mm-hmm. who only searched out shark related <laughs> movies. But didn't write any of them either, just shopped various shark related scripts. Yes, around. he was just looking for screenwriters to write shark related scripts for him, but so we have that, <clears throat> and our writers today, we've got one, two, three. <clears throat> Andy Tennant, again, our director, was a writer. Um, he did, <laughs> and he wrote only two of the movies that he directed, The Ever After a Cinderella Story and The Secret Dare to Dream. <laughs> <clears throat> then he, then there's John Claflin, who did a movie called They Nest. About birds. I looked it up. I don't remember what it was. It was some animal thing. Then he did Anacondas, The Hunt for the Blue Orchid. That sounds Are like it would be... Are films? Yeah. Do they need writers for these movies? <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're, like, documentary nature. I think they're, like, scripted, oh, like... okay. Like Anaconda Script, or Snakes on a Plane. Scripted nature movies. Scripted nature <laughs> movies. And he also did one called Inhale, which I think was about being trapped underwater or some shit. Maybe cool. with a shark. He likes animals. <laughs> yeah. And then our other writer today is Daniel Zellman. He did a movie called They Nest. <laughs> they Nest? Mm-hmm. About, about birds. Or some animal. He did Anacondas, The Hunt for the Blue Orchid. God damn it. But he didn't do Inhale. Instead, he did... He was the creator of a exhale. show called da- <laughs> of Damages, which he wrote 25 episodes of 59 for. Was that, was that Glenn Close's show, right? Damages? Was it, was it damages with Glenn Close? <clears throat> I don't know Damages. But I do know the other one he wrote for and created, which was Bloodline, that Netflix yeah, one. I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure that's one with Glenn Close. Bloodline? No. Or Damages. Damages. Well, he did wrote four episodes of Bloodline, which has 33 total. So wow. those are our writers, our director today, a little crossover, and now a cast. Ooh. Do, the, do, you, do you do that thing with the finger where you're like, where you're like mill fingers, do that little thingy? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's up. <laughs> um, in our cast today, we already talked about McCon and Kate Hudson. Holla. Bitches. <laughs> I, I don't know what you wanted to say. <laughs> but then you've also got Donald Sutherland. A magnificent performance from him. Um, Alexis Ziena. Is that Gemma? I'm assuming that's Gemma. Ewan Bremner. Gotta be. Alphonse. I almost called him Adolf, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, Ray Winstone. I don't know who that was. No. And Kevin Hart. Yeah. Who played a Jamaican rapper, murderer. Mob boss. Like he wasn't Pilot. Jamaican. Pilot. <clears throat> he, no, he wasn't Jamaican. Yeah. He was the only not Jamaican. He had Jamaican henchmen. He bought, he bought the island. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a, okay. A, he was an American singer. Like an American American yes. rapper residing in Jamaica what would his Wiki- that was also a murderer mob boss pilot. What was his Wikipedia treasure hunter? Treasure hunter. What would his first Wikipedia sentence be? It would say And investor because he was lending all the money. It says Big Bunny Deans is a rapper <laughs> is an American rapper, entrepreneur, mob boss pilot. Murderer. Murderer. Who who, who is most known for murdering ecstasy, owning yeah. his own Jamaican island. And eventually 
and getting hit in the balls with a shovel off of a moped going 30. <laughs> that did happen. And then he died at the end. And then he did. Well, you don't know that. But most likely. He backflopped into water from 90 feet. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Higher than 90. Oh, yeah, because they were descending after that. Yeah. From 200 feet. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. And now a plot for Fool's Gold, if you're unaware. A new clue to the whereabouts of a lost treasure rekindles a married couple's sense of adventure and their estranged romance. What do you think the scent of an adventure is? What do you think the what? Oak. The scent of adventure? Yeah. I put scents, not scent. I know, but generally, like if you had (laughs) a candle. What does adventure smell like? Yeah. Sweat. The jungle. The jungle. So we got jungle, sweat, and oak. Yeah, I'd say oak. (laughs) Quite of an oaky afterbirth there. Or like uh, Old Spice. Because that's adventurous? Yeah, there's there's no rhyme or reason behind it. Oh, okay. Just because. Yeah. Axe body spray. I guess, I guess our takeaway is that we have not been on any adventures. <laughs> I have been on plenty, sir. This is what it feels to, what it feels to chew five gum. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, I do have a little history on Fool's Gold. Not great history by any means, but some. Spanish <clears throat> history? No. Mm. Fool's Gold is a 2008 American action comedy romance film from Warner Brothers Pictures. Um, Warner Bros. and director Andy Tennant planned to shoot the film in the Caribbean, but decided on Queensland, Australia. Why does everyone keep saying Caribbean? Instead of Caribbean? Yeah. It's interchangeable. Really? Yes. They're both acceptable. I, not to me. Caramel (laughs) caramel? All right, that's different. Caribbean is like, you don't say Pirates of the Caribbean. Not people do. That, I've heard more people call the movie Pirates of the Caribbean than Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I would probably agree with that, yeah. Everyone who says that is a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, well, most normal people eat pistachios <laughs> by peeling them with their hands and not but by the putting sh- the whole the shell, shell in their mouth the and cracking The shell is salty and I gotta suck that sodium. You're in. not a bird. You don't need to crack the shells with your mouth. You have do opposable thumbs. you eat, do you eat peanuts with just in your mouth, too? Just throw in some peanuts? Yeah. What? You don't? No. You crack the peanuts with your fingers? Of course I do. Yes, I do. Dude, all <clears throat> the salt is on the shell. Yeah. Sometimes I just... So you put... What if, What if it's like one of those triple peanuts where there's three in one? You just put that whole log in God your mouth? God damn right. Sometimes... You deep throat that log, <laughs> I... crack it open, and inhale all that peanut shell dust? Sometimes I fucking just eat the shell. Oh my God. <laughs> you eat pistachio shells? No, they're way too Dude, hard. You put... But like, if you chew the shell long enough, it just becomes pulp. That's disgusting. <laughs> Do you put the whole banana in your mouth and unpeel it with your tongue? <laughs> oh, all right. All right. We're getting a little... No... Because aren't Only, peanuts... Because we could sell that. Aren't footage. peanuts like a fruit or a vegetable? They're something. They're a legume. Oh, that's right. You fucking legume. idiot. What other nuts are there? There's, there's almonds. Uh, cashews. <clears throat> walnuts. Um, pine nuts. Pecans. 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 Yeah. Peanuts and pistachios are the only ones that you can really crack without like a... Acorns. Sunflower seeds. Chestnuts. Oh, yeah. Sunflower seeds are the ones that I eat the Sunflower ones are the ones. Eat the whole shell? Yeah, and pumpkin seeds. You don't just put it in your mouth and chew the shell. You eat the shell. Yeah. Sometimes. That's so bad for your intestine. Well, it's fiber. So, see, now the thing is with sunflower seeds, I will put them in my mouth and break them out. You eat the sunflower seed and you spit the shells out. Yeah. Because the shells are too small to crack with your hands. Yeah. Correct. 
but with a pistachio, there is an opening for you to pull. Peanut shells, you just do like a simple push. Like about, my gam gam could crack them. What about edamame? <clears throat> uh, well, you can't eat edamame shells are literally wood. You eat literal wood though. You <laughs> eat sunflower <laughs> shells. I thought you were say you fucking beaver. <laughs> we digress. This is for our nut. A nut podcast. Yeah. Um, but we're going to get back to the history. <laughs> Goddamn. Pirates of the Caribbean. They, sh- they shoot the film in the Caribbean. Sorry. But Pirates decided on Queensland, Australia, because of the hurricane season in the Caribbean, was likely to stall production of the film. The Key West scenes were filmed in Port Douglas. Inside scenes were shot in a soundstage at Warner Brothers Studios facility, and the actors and crew stayed in luxury homes and apartments on the Gold Coast. Classic. Sure they did. McConaughey mentioned having a python in the backyard of his house in Port Douglas. He said, There were other days, like the day we went out diving and swam with a dugong, which was very cool. <laughs> Warner Brothers Entertainment um, was sued in 2011, though, by a Canadian novelist named Lou Bordeaux. Bordreau in a Canadian court alleging copyright infringement by Tennant and the other and the two other writers uh, over authorship of the script. Warner Brothers did not comment on the matter. I don't know how that settled. Sadly, I couldn't probably find... out of court. Yeah. yeah, they just paid him a lump yeah. sum. Have you heard of Lou Bordreau before? That does sound the last name. Is it like B A? Nope. B. How do you spell it? B O U D R E A U. Oh, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Never it sounded familiar, yeah. but... <clears throat> and that's our history. Surprised at luxury homes off Gold Coast. Just Matthew McConaughey gives me the vibes of, like, someone who's an actor, and then right when the camera turns off, he turns into an asshole. Hmm. He's a big Texas Longhorns fan. He is. He's a big Lincoln Car fan. Mm-hmm. He's got an Oscar. <clears throat> he does, Yeah, he won an Oscar for, for Best what? Actor for Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, uh, never. In his portrayal of somebody with AIDS. Mm. I don't know. I just get the vibe. <clears throat> I, I get more of that vibe from him earlier than now. post McConaissance. What is the McConaissance? So, because <clears throat> that was like a thing where before he, before like 2012-ish, he was always known as this stupid, sort of stupid brain dead actor who only Pretty did, boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. who only did, who only did movies where he could show his abs and <clears throat> yeah. romantic comedies. And then Sound after, familiar? And then, yeah. and then his career took a big turn when he started doing like more serious dramatic. Roles. Yeah, he did like Mud and Lincoln Lawyer, like back to back, and then he did ba- Dallas Buyers mm-hmm. Club, Magic Mike, Interstellar, Wolf of Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street. Like he really, yeah, he like, really turned the corner. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, others have not been as successful at that. Like the Kutchersons. <laughs> no, Bradley Cooper did that. Bradley Cooper had a good turn. Yeah, because Bradley Cooper was the Matthew McConaughey yeah. role in all these. I mean, things Jonah too. Hill did it. Except he wasn't as heartthrob. He was just more dorky. But he did turn to more dramatic yeah, roles. Yeah, exactly. Being that's like, like comedy to drama. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's our that's our shit. Um, we've got a budget for you today. Budget facts. I think that's you. Oh. He's tagline. Uh, wow, $70 million budget. <laughs> that's a lot of... I'm not surprised. That there was a lot of action scenes. That's a stuff. lot of dough. That's a lot I think a dough. lot of it could be location, too. Yeah, the location yeah. And was, like the like the was yacht gorgeous. And... The luxury homes they all stayed in. That's probably part of the settlement, too. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> the box office opening weekend, it made $21.6 million. U.S. and Canada, it made $70.2 million. And worldwide total, it made $111 million. It didn't make that much money. I mean, we've looked at a lot of movies that have made a lot of money, like Transformers. Billions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This- Jur- Jurassic World, Star Wars, and Transformers. Yeah, billions. Yeah. 
This I mean, Garfield like, made like almost three hundred million. Yeah. What the fuck? First of all, <laughs> second of all, yeah, not Excuse that much you. money. Thank you. Second of all, I, I think <laughs> I think part of it. <laughs> I think a lot of it is just maybe perspective because of a seventy million dollar budget. Yeah. But it's like it's just locations and action and uh-huh. luxury homes and shit like that. Probably made a good chunk in DVD sales after, I'd imagine. Yeah. It's the peak of the DVD buying era. 2008, yeah. for sure. I own so many DVDs in the, those drawers right now. Yeah. But it is tagline time. I've only got one. They only had one. All right, taglines. <clears throat> this February, true love takes a dive. <laughs> did you say two love? You did say two love. <laughs> This February, <laughs> True Love takes a drive. <laughs> True Love t- takes a I drive. I just spit all over the place laughing. At- this February, True Love takes a drive. I just looked over. <laughs> just spewing spit. Spit all over my face. I'm surprised there's nothing on the goddamn table. <laughs> Give me a second. So this February, true love takes a die. Yeah, which is not a great tagline. Yeah, I think any of the taglines. Are you good, Devin? (laughs) I think any of the taglines that just have like coming this summer or anything, you're already behind the track. And and the implication that true love takes a dive is that they're throwing a fight or something. What that means, like they're taking a dive. That that has a connotation of that they're purposefully losing. Yeah, it was too on the nose. Because, I mean, there is the pun connotation of diving and scuba and shit like that. Mm-hmm. There is, like, divorce. But also, yeah, it's intentionally going wrong, which yeah. it is not. Which doesn't happen. Bad tagline. Mm-hmm. I think this February, two of <laughs> takes a dive is way better. <laughs> That's from the Fool's Gold Smurf version. <laughs> Fool's Gold Rugrats. <laughs> or Papa Smurf. Bangs the other Smurf in a church. <laughs> Where Tommy and Lil hook up. <laughs> Whoa, that's incest. No, that's Phil and Lil. They're all related. No, they're not. They're all like family friends who have kids. In like a multiple family commune. <laughs> no, because then it's all incest no matter what. Exactly. The baby shouldn't be hooking up. <laughs> <laughs> well, the parents shouldn't be either. But it's acceptable in this Jonestown commune. Did we talk about during a Nickelodeon episode yeah. about the Rugrats we did. theory? Okay, that's what I thought. Oh, they're all dead. Oh, they're all dead and it's Angelica. But yeah. So now that we're through with our tagline, it's time for our Fool's Facts. Cats, max, quats, wax. <laughs> Hi! Hi! I'm Gemma! Hi! Hey, hey! It's Gemma Honeycut! It's Gemma Honeycut! What are your names? I'm happy! Oh. I'm Jim! Hi! Hi! <laughs> So, did you all grow up on this boat? Oh, oh my god, there's Ben! Gemma! Quats facts. Quats facts. <laughs> I'm sorry, what just happened? What, ep- what episode I'm was so that? I'm so lost. I, I don't remember. I, I think it was like Deck the Halls or something. Yeah, Hall and Oates facts. Oh yeah, Hall and Oates facts. It was Deck the Halls and it was Hall oh. and Oates facts. So, we went... 
You make my dreams come true. And we did that the whole episode, just <laughs> spontaneously. Oh, shit, we forgot to sync the audio. One, two, three. That was pretty good. That was it's, loud. Yeah, it's going to make it so hard if we're off. Like, if we don't clap at the same time. Well, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> when we're like... <laughs> yeah. Sync. Sync. Hey, maybe we're trying to sync the audio like the movie. Tried to sync the boat. Oh, shit. Sync backs. How would you babyfy that? Sync flats. Oh, God. It <laughs> was very sexual. You got to commit to the part, Brandon. <laughs> okay. Um, so my first, uh, fool's fact is that production was delayed when an infestation of deadly boxed jellyfish kept Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson out of the water. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <clears throat> Which, boxed jellyfish are like the most poisonous animal on earth. Really? Even over I a woman? Was... Oh! <laughs> That's so loud. Um, yeah, the, or like the deadliest to humans or something like Yeah. Actually, the deadliest is the crab, the deadliest catch. They kill more people on, than any other animal. I think that's just the occupation of that, not the crabs themselves. Never, <laughs> Every time they pull up a load of crabs, like, shit, they're attacking! <laughs> I've never seen it. I thought that's what happened. No, it's just the act of crab fishing in that scenario mm. is the deadliest According job. to Brandon, the deadliest animal is any minority. Fuck you! <laughs> God! How did I become the brunt of all sexual, pedophilic, racist <laughs> jokes? Because you're, that's your personality. No, it's not even close. We know who you are oh when the camera God. turns off. But box jellyfish, it was delayed production. So wow. for the safety of our heroes. Matthew McAnafee. <laughs> um, my next fool's fact is that Kevin Hart had never seen the word facade in print. <laughs> What a fact. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You almost spit everywhere. <laughs> he never saw the word facade in print. So when he had to speak the line, don't you think that this is a facade? He said, don't you think that this is a facade? <laughs> and he did it three times before the director corrected him. When asked what he thought he was saying, Kevin said he didn't know, but he knew that he sold the line. <laughs> I don't remember which version we got. Did we get facade? I'm pretty sure we got facade. That's but- great. What a great fact. Like, I would have kept in facade. Not, not, yeah, it's Kevin Hart. Yeah. But yeah, this doesn't have to do anything. Just a great random fact <laughs> yeah. in the film. He probably said that as stand-up or something. Probably, actually. Yeah. The time I did fool's gold. <laughs> yeah, we did. What is the line? Do you think that this is some kind of facade? <laughs> um, my next fool's fact is that this is the second film the two lead actors, McConaughey and Hudson, have mm-hmm. worked together with the first being How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days in 2003. Which only you have seen out of us. Yes. We found out that Devin hasn't seen, like, any rom-coms. No, I don't. I stay away. <clears throat> well, you're going to get your fair share this month. I sure am. Triple I'm... suck factory. Yeah. <laughs> the love lads oh. are going to get their fair share this month. Um, but yeah, next fool's fact: Kenneth Lonergan did an uncredited rewrite on this script. That that sounds familiar. Yeah, I had to look him up real quick because I know the name and I'm blanking on what it is right now. But he just wrote something huge. Kenneth Lonergan. Whoops, maybe there's only one. Kenneth Lon. Kenneth Lowe. Manchester by the Sea. I was going to say that. He directed that one. He directed and wrote Manchester by the Sea. And he wrote Gangs of New York. 
Okay, yeah, he's a very well-renowned screenwriter. Yeah, <laughs> two amazing films. Yeah, have you seen Manchester by the Sea? I have not. Oh, no. it's like the saddest. Irri- You're broken. Yeah, and I knew you were broken. It's it's so bad. Are we talking like Bridge of Terabithia sad or like oh like like Schindler's List sad? Mm. Like more depressing about a man leaving home and his house burns down and his kids die in the house fire. And Holy fuck. Trying to... Then the divorce that settles out and he's taking on a new nephew or like, it hurts. Jesus, Lord. It's <clears throat> brutal. Yeah. Jesus is our Lord. Well, <laughs> not my Lord. My Lord is Miner's Gold Hefeweizen. <laughs> um, but yeah, Whoa. so he did an uncredited rewrite on the script. That's crazy. How bad do you think the script was before an Oscar-nominated writer took over? Oscar winning, I think he won did he for win? one of those. Two. I think he won best original screenplay. Yeah. So yeah, so- <laughs> he should have got credited. Yeah. <laughs> he probably he probably did it as, he lo- did, he as did long as you keep my name off of it. Yeah. I will I will do it. My next fool's fact for is some that of that Tom- seventy million dollar. Yeah. My next fool's fact is that Tom Cruise was originally consider considering starring this project, but chose Lions for Lambs in two thousand seven instead. Which one is better? I've never even heard of Lions yeah. for Lambs, so oh. I guess this one. I was gonna maybe. say boring. Uh, my next one is that the precious gem, uh, that yacht, is a 135 foot sovereign yacht built in New Zealand and designed by Jack Saren. Its real name is the Carrie Lee. It charters for 70 grand a week and can, can co- and can accommodate up to 12 guests. Seventy thousand dollars <throat> a week. That and, and, and they use that almost the whole movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that he they could have probably done the shooting in a week, though. I doubt that they did, but they could. Well, have. but all the box jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they had to. They had to sail it from the Caribbean to Australia. Can we yeah. go to another beach? No, we need the one here with all the box jellyfish in it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my last fool's fact for you is that <laughs> <laughs> is that this had five award nominations. Best Romance Poster <laughs> at the Golden Trailer Awards. Best Original Score. Oh, how dare No they? fucking way. <laughs> For a comedy film at the International Film Music's Critics Awards. It, and it won it? No, these are all noms. It didn't win anything. I am... Sh- I... <laughs> I cannot... Of all... Ugh. Of all the aspects of the movie to be nominated. That, that was the worst. Yeah. The score was so bad. It was infuriatingly bad <laughs> it never matched the vibe your vibes are off your vi- the vibes were off the whole movie <laughs> i thought that that one would get you next one is that this was nominated for choice movie chick flick at the teen choice awards also um it was nominated at the world stunt awards for hardest hit during that <laughs> hat grab scene on the dinghy he got hit harder when he got hit in the head of the shovel a lot <laughs> or of times or with the cricket bat or yeah. with the cane or yeah. <laughs> No, when he did that fly out to grab the hat. Hardest hat at the World Stunt Awards. Hardest hit. Hardest hit. Yeah, nope. not hardest hat. <laughs> and my last one is uh, at the Razzies. You worst... won hardest hat. <clears throat> at the Razzies, Kate Hudson was nominated for Worst Actress. Yeah. Yeah, she was pretty bad. But. Is she better in other movies or is she actually a bad actress? No, she's been nominated for like Oscars. For at least uh, one yeah. for almost Her heart but... was not in this movie. No. But I had to pull up this, which is the... 2009 Razzies, because she was nominated that year but didn't win. But this was the year of The Love Guru, Disaster Movie, Meet the Spartans, The Happening. What? The Hottie and the Naughty, In the Name of the King, 
Uh, worst actor was Mike Myers in The Love Guru, who beat out like Larry the Cable Guy. Al Pacino was nominated that year yeah, for I... Righteous Kill. Wait, Larry the Cable Guy was nominated for Razzies? Yeah, he's a terrible actor. Wasn't there like, isn't that the movie Larry the Cable Guy? I'm very, okay. The comedian. The comedian. Uh, he okay. is also Larry the Cable Guy. Okay, yeah. I see. But he was nominated. Um, Jim Her- Carrey starred in a movie called The Cable Guy. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, I, I see. Paris Hilton won for worst actress over Kate Hudson for the Hottie and the Naughty. She was also nominated for worst supporting actress and won for Repo: The Genetic Opera. And I must say that the worst supporting actress ca- cast of women is some of the worst actresses you could think of. You've got Paris Hilton, you've got Carmen Electra, you've got Kim Kardashian, yes. you've got Jenny McCarthy. And then you've got Lily Sobieski, who I don't know. Um, and then Paris Hilton won again for worst screen couple. This was just the year of Paris Hilton. So I hear she's on the return. I thought she? She was in a movie recently, I saw. I mean, she could be in a movie, but does that mean she's on the return? It was like a serious, like, like a drama movie she had a role in. She is in a serious drama movie. What is it? I don't know. I don't she know was in phone. House of Wax. We talked about that. Yeah. That horror one. I got it. You're I looking up Paris Hilton filmography? Recent dramas, maybe it's her reconnaissance time where she's going to take a turn. Do you think there's a lot of talent hidden that we never realized? No. Who was her boyfriend all those years? Uh, Framing Britney Spears, This is Paris, The American Meme, and The Winner Isn't. None of those. No. Maybe maybe we just both dreamed that. (laughs) I dreamed a dream in time gone by. That's that's from Shrek. Yes, exactly. And with that, that's going to end... The Love Lads Aww. Fool's Facts. God damn it. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Fool's Facts. I think I need glasses. 3230. I do need glasses. You do. You've needed them for a long time. Yeah. But, so we're going to start the movie now. Play. Ding! Um, 1715, <laughs> the largest shipwreck ever. The c- captain wanted to consummate his marriage quickly, so they took off into a hurricane, and they crashed. That's my notes from that, like, opening it, monologue. It's basically yeah. set up so that... <clears throat> There is this massive $300 million treasure that has been sunk at the bottom of the ocean for 300 years. And they gave us that in three seconds. One million per year. 300 million. Do you think that was the price back then or the price now? Probably back then. So inflation? from The inflation from, from 1715? 1715. So it's worth $40 trillion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, also, I, I feel like inflation, like, that long ago, because it was well, a different currency. Yeah. A different I was going to say, period. it's gold. Does gold really inflate that much? Because it's, like, the gold standard, you know? No, it sinks. It can't Ooh. Oh, nice. That was a good fun. Thanks. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the economy. <laughs> Here we're going to talk about inflation. <laughs> and how the COVID vaccine is ruining Could the economy. Could you imagine if we were just called the good, the bad in the movies, but every episode was just the good, the bad, and something else? And yeah. people just tune in like, all right, I guess we're learning about vaccines today. The That's actually the fool's almost gold. a better idea than the good, the bad, the movies. But we keep the name the same, so you just, you're guessing the whole time yeah. of what you're going to, well... My next one is, what is this paper? There was just a paper that was floating around on this boat, because there were, like, scenes of diving and shit. Yeah. And this paper was just floating around, and, like, a motor is, like, bumping. All of a sudden, this paper just spontaneously combusts. It catches on. It hovers yeah. over an open flame. I didn't see an open flame. I I, I thought there was. I'm pretty My... sure it just started on fire. 
I think I looked away right when I started it started on fire. But what I guessed is that it was a paper being blown by the wind, and then the motor that they were using for their vacuum cleaners underwater. Uh-huh. I don't know what the fuck those are called, but it sparked, and then it like could have been yeah. It, put the embers on the paper and then the paper flew oh because the paper the paper did have a little couple embers on it but it went up into flames so like yeah right when it landed (laughs) yeah and which immediately catches the whole ship on fire and sinks it yeah and the boat is just sinking and to the two buffoons in the water which you learn to be finn and alphonse you can't call african-americans that anymore that they were not african-american oh i thought you were talking about the people on the beach god damn no i said in the water buffoons yeah yeah you can't say that brandon <laughs> god damn can we publish this episode yes we can publish it okay. you're t- <laughs> taking this way out of context yeah they're in the water they... and they're arguing over some issue that's happening with their vacuum thingy or whatever they and... don't even realize that the ship goes down though yeah literally like the motor falls in first and like oh whatever like it was like a little splash or whatnot but then the whole fucking ship sinks and they still don't bat an eye which is terrible for the environment yeah and i don't i've never been a diver but i feel like that would be very obvious like you hear it or like feel, feel it feel well i mean you saw how much dust and shit came at them and like a plate almost pierced yeah finn's face it, it seemed very obvious but the plate is what is key all along yeah they get up to the surface it's what he didn't it wasn't on mm-hmm. his boat like you thought cause yeah no it was like buried under that's something. what they were excavating it was yeah. a shard of a plate and Finn, who is Matthew McConaughey, is thrilled. <clears throat> and they come up to the surface and they're talking about it. And they don't know what happened to their boat until they realize and they swim down and see it they, they, they see it sunk. So Matthew McConaughey swims down into the boat and grabs a picture of him and Tess. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Which oh. the picture would be ruined, right? Immediately. Yeah. And then he said, "I'm gonna, later he said, I'm going to go back into my boat. And grab the maps or whatever, all the paperwork. The books that haven't rotted yet. <laughs> like, these have been underwater for a day now. Hey now, you're a rock star. It's a day now. The books are what? I've done Get your game bad. on. I, th- I think Go I'll, you did play. great. <laughs> um, so then there's like a slap fight in the water, and Matthew McConaughey's in trouble for not buying a new compressor. And these the, are the because the, the two Jamaicans were watching them as their ship set on fire. Yeah, and they're coming to collect their payment because they work for Big Bunny. Big Bunny Deans. Big Bunny Deans. And so. He's in trouble, and all you see is them get on the boat with the two Jamaican guys, and they're off mm-hmm. to probably visit Big Bunny Dean's. And then you get to see Kate Hudson for the first time, hysterically crying in a yacht, talking to herself, like undoing her hair, and like, oh, this looks good. Like, I still don't understand what, like, I've seen the whole, I thought maybe that scene would resolve itself over it time but i just don't was she just torn up about the divorce and like was she gonna be yeah she was like new no because yeah. well she was kind of the new stewardess i guess but she was just like pulling herself together i thought because she's so emotionally wrecked about the divorce okay even though she was she's the one going through with it and uh well she's getting divorced and she's with her yacht owner who has accommodated her to stop in key west for the divorce mm, this is <clears throat> nigel honeycutt is that his last name? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just knew him as Nigel. Yeah. Nigel. Nigel. Nigel Honeycutt. <laughs> Nigel Honeycutt. And um, then you get to find out. 
<laughs> then you get to find out that Kevin Hart is the mob boss. He is Big Bunny with two G's. Hey. Who is not a big person. But I, it kind of fits like the short mo- Italian mob boss. They're always like... Mm. Fat Tony. <clears throat> yeah. And then he's skinny. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Kevin Hart's actually like kind of jacked. Oh, he's not kind of jacked. He is jacked. What was the Simpsons? There's a hilarious Simpsons character who was like Tight Lips Johnny, and they what? Remember he was a mob. I didn't watch enough Simpsons. Oh, he was for like Tight Lips Johnny. He's like Tight Lips Johnny. Who stabbed you? And he says, "I'll never tell." <laughs> you know. I guess I haven't really watched like any Simpsons at all. Like only a handful. He says, Go suck a lemon. For 31 years that it, 32 years that it's been on television Jesus. now. Yeah, I've seen a handful of Simpsons. Not 32 years worth. Probably like 15 years worth. Oh my God! You've seen almost half of yeah, it. Yeah, oh sure. Holy shit, that's yeah. a lot of Simpsons. A lot of Simpsons growing up. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, so Kevin Hart's big, the mob boss, big bunny, slash rapper, slash murderer, slash entrepreneur, slash pilot. And um, Matthew McConaughey is about to be executed by like his crew. Um, they're going to, they chained up his feet, tied him to an anchor, and they're just going to drop him up. Well, they, they were going to shoot him. They were going to shoot him and then drop him into the ocean. And uh, he just spazzes on them. Yeah, and just kicks everyone's asses because the guy's like, you know what? I'm going to put my gun away. And yeah. Then... How do you let... There are two of you, and the one guy was big. Yeah. There were two of you. How did you let one guy who has to hop to move tied up to an anchor beat, beat both of you? Yeah. It's McConaughey magic. It's McConaughey. <laughs> Yeah, so he fights. He he does disarm them. Grabs their gun. Grabs their gun, but is like kind of falling off into the water as the boat is going forward. And he's just hanging on barely. Hanging on by one hand tied to an anchor in the water. That's so much drag. Well, eventually he did let go. Yeah, but not before he takes the gun, blasts through the one guy's foot, yeah. and shoots off the other guy's ear. That is true. And then the gun falls, and as the gun falls, he <clears throat> lets go. Or falls off. How yeah. you have it? He's underwater, and there's that anchor hopping scene. Super. Like, weird. H- how long can he hold his breath while he's like jumping, carrying an anchor yeah. to get <clears throat> to the gun? Uses the gun, shoots the lock off. He's free. Do guns work underwater? They do. Yeah, they do. Okay. I I watched a Twitter video. I think about that. Sounds That's like... a good source. Yeah. yeah. Twitter. <laughs> It was from that I guy. I think Joe Rogan would agree. I think so. <laughs> I think it was from that guy from Detroit who does all the survival, the urban survival videos. Have you seen mm-hmm. that guy? Oh, I have not seen that Oh, guy. he's like, here's how you stop a guy if you have a gun. And he goes super slow and he like knocks their hand over. And he's like, that'll save you. I've seen them. I've on seen TikTok. a lot of, yeah, yeah I've seen a lot the, of those where things. Where it's like someone, it's like the urban survival guy doing it and then it's someone actually doing it. And then you just go to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then my next note here is actually from Devin. The score on this movie is bonkers. It is. It's like someone Googled royalty-free music. It's literally the music that I put over our scripts. Yeah. In writer's block. Yeah. But in a $70 million motion picture. With yeah. the same amount of emotional thought put into it. Yeah. <laughs> we do there's, put a lot of thought it, into our there's shit. There was a time where, like, Matthew McConaughey said, I just got divorced. And then it does a, a rising twinkle. <laughs> Yeah. What are you yeah. supposed to be sad? It's almost as if like Danny Elfman did this movie. <laughs> you love Danny Elfman. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but now McConaughey is like hanging on to like a fish box in the water and a party boat comes by and a picks up Matthew box. McConaughey. Yeah, like that little cooler thing. Oh, okay. That had all the Commonly fish. known as a fish box. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
a party boat comes by and picks him up. And they, they toss him a beer. They toss him a beer, and the, he gets in the boat. The girls flash him too. I didn't see the flashing. Oh yeah, I did. There were boobs. Well, out. I they. That's what I was wondering. I saw the flashing motion, but my eyes, because I need glasses, I couldn't <laughs> exactly see if the nips were exposed or not. I would assume not in a PG thirteen. Yeah, I don't think they showed. Yeah, tits, probably. But I they, didn't think they did. They did insinuate they were flashing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they have to get to the divorce like right away. They're hearing, and he's like, "Take a left here." So they take a sharp left. Every passenger in that boat flies off the boat. <laughs> that was super funny. Yeah. They should have probably all been unconscious in the water. But did you see? I don't know about that much. Did you see what they passed on their way to the divorce settlement? It was. The precious gem. It was a Popeye's. Oh. It was a big yacht that he would later find himself on. That is true. It was a Popeye's. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Popeye's. <laughs> Good stop. Got a spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> I've got I've got a note here next in the plot. It was a, actually just a subtitle heading that just said, Alarmed Squawk. Oh, <laughs> when, yeah. When the, that, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, ah! ah! <laughs> Alarmed Squawk. Um, but McConaughey is late to the divorce hearing. Yeah, by which, like 50 seconds. Which, according to Florida law, means he loses everything. <laughs> but my problem was, is like, they're in there about to do like this. Is she's, Kate Hudson's talking with her lawyer. And the whole time she's like, she's like, well, the sex was pretty good. You know, no, the sex was, oh my God, the sex was so fucking great. Just right the in front of the lawyer. The sex was amazing. I can't stand how good the sex was. And that's why I was with him for so long was because of just this amazing, mind-blowing, orgasmic sex. And then she slaps the table and she's like, you have no idea how humiliating this is for me. <laughs> the sex was too good, daddy. <laughs> and then he like shows up. It's like, why are you telling this in front of your lawyer and the judge? Um, Well, because he's got, his dick is too good. Yeah. <laughs> that good. She never. She does. She does never shut up about it. That is true. The, this is uh, the one time I will use the term "dick whipped." Dick whipped. Dick whipped. Why are you saying it that way? Because that's how you say it. Why am I saying what what way? Are you in, are you referencing Family Guy? No. Hot when hot rod. Says, hot rod. Oh. Hot. Whiskey. My safe word will be whiskey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, okay. I was waiting for you to pick up yeah. on that. Our only 10 out of 10 movie? Oh, I love Hot Rod. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. But they are officially divorced, and Finn is bringing up the plate that he found to Tess. And she's stunned, but, like, doesn't fully believe him because he doesn't have the plate on him. He, like, draws her a sketch of, like, the crest and whatnot. She's like, I could have drawn the crest. Like, it doesn't mean anything. And, um... She's upset, and so she walks over to this old man. Well, they have, yeah, they have a big emotional fight about their past and everything. Yeah, right? walks over to this old man, grabs his cane, and just, just smacks him. him unconscious. Yeah, totally just Which brains him in the in bushes. public. To be fair, the second time he's been knocked unconscious in a 24-hour time yes, period. Yes, at this point, because he was smashed by the goons right before he was supposed to be executed. Yeah, for sure. And um, she Googles, she goes back to the yacht or whatever and Googles pictures of the guy with the tread, the Sebastian Vaughn, I think like Vargon, Van, oh, Vangor, 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 Sebastian Vangor, and uh, the key to the whole movie. Yes. And she sees the plate in the background of one of these Google pictures and it <coughs> matches his drawing, like all the edges of the plate match his little dioramas that he drew and she's kind of coming around to it. 
Yeah, and then we get more. We get a powerhouse scene then from her and Donald Sutherland next. Please. Well, it, it's basically he's asking a philosophical question of her, saying like, "What do you do?" And she's like, "Well, I'm a steward." And he says, "No, I can tell you're intelligent and beautiful and smart and all these things with the drive of a dragon and all sorts of crazy stuff." He says, "What do you do?" And Kate Hudson's like, sort of like, "Well, I don't know." <laughs> it's just know. it's sort of just Donald Sutherland who's way too good for the rest of this movie, just acting his ass off. Yeah, I agree, and also. I wanna I want to ask Donald Sutherland if he regrets starring in this movie because I, I feel he like may. he probably does as much as Bill Murray regretted Garfield. God, fucking Garfield! <laughs> he regretted it, or as lot. much as uh, Matthew Broderick both regretted killing that woman and regretted doing <laughs> deck, deck the, the halls. halls yeah. yeah, and when he was standing and said like. This is the lowest point in my career. This is the lowest point in my career. Yeah. Um, it's only up from here. Um, but now, like, after this scene, Kate Hudson goes back to the kitchen and talks to, like, these two, like, gay cooks that were, like, a good comedic relief to the story. They're, like, 50-year-old chefs who are in a homosexual marriage, yes. And oh, were they together? It. Oh, Brandon, yeah. Brandon hated them. I did not hate them. <laughs> I have a quote. I have a quote, Brandon. It didn't say, I hate these gay men. It insinuated such things. I just said, why do they have such a big role in this movie or something like that? Because most of their scenes were not... Like, they were a relief, yeah. Yeah, they were a comedic relief, but they weren't necessary to the plot development whatsoever. Yeah, but yeah, they were in a relationship together. I didn't know that. I just thought they were like two oh, well, of course. homosexual men. You thought, they were you thought those two gay two... chefs weren't hooking up? They <laughs> <laughs> weren't shagging? Yeah. Um... But uh, I put my next one was Big Bunny as a rapper and not a mob boss. Like, we didn't find out he was a rapper until a little no, while yeah. in. Which and, Kevin Hart has hmm. some raps in him. Yeah, he does. And uh, Donald Sutherland's daughter, so Nigel's daughter, Gemma, is coming aboard the boat, which gives Finn time to board the boat and find Tessa. Yeah. Well, he doesn't know Tessa's even there. No. He... Because the whole concern before this was, sh- sh- I want to get out of here so my husband doesn't find a way on this boat and like steal all the money or like you know not steal but like find a way to use this billionaire's money for my operations oh i didn't know it was that i thought it was just to find her no because yeah he because she said he's great at he's great at three things he's great at oh that's right treasure hunting getting money to treasure hunt and then a third thing and then laying pipe (laughs) (laughs) yeah laying that d (laughs) oh sorry judge (laughs) (laughs) but uh Meanwhile, McConaughey does see this the precious gem out in the water. He steals a little dinghy. Yeah. And eats a sandwich. Eats a sandwich from the cooler on there and is riding towards the boat when Gem Gemma's helicopter lands and she's gonna go shopping on the island and they pass by each other, but right before that, she loses her hat. Yeah, and it starts like frisbeeing away. And <laughs> McConaughey spots it from like a quarter mile out. Yeah, he's like, oh, I got this. He, he guns it, yep. The hat stays aloft for so long in the air. <laughs> They're like, turn around, turn around. And he catches the perfect wave. Super sick to, shot. <laughs> to skip the dinghy into the air. And then from that, jump off the dinghy for extra propulsion. Grab the hat. Mid-air. Like, mid-air, Fully upside outstretched, down. yeah. And then lands perfectly back in the dinghy. Where where he was nominated for Hardest Hat. <laughs> <laughs> At the international, the movie Stunt Awards. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he does. He grabs the hat and everybody's like, whoa. Gemma's like, that man's hot. I My want hero. that pipe. 
Yeah. Yeah, my hero. And what does the driver of her boat do? He's so distracted. He just smashes the boat head on. <laughs> runs him over, basically. Yeah. Knocks, uh, knocks him unconscious for the third time in this film. Because he is unconscious when they pull him up onto the board. Yep. Yeah, with a gash in his head. And uh, so they bring him aboard the yacht. And Gemma just seems to be so smitten by yeah, him. Yeah, he saved my life, she says. And uh, so they invite him to be there during the day, cocktail hour, get dressed, take a shower. So they're having dinner that night. Well, I also wrote, too, before he super hams it up for her because he's like, sir, you need to lay down. Like, you, you have a concussion. You may have internal bleeding. And he, like, sits up and he's like, is this your hat, ma'am? God damn it. <laughs> which you got to she... finish the heroics. Yeah, she splooshes. We go on. <laughs> Sopping wet. Yeah. And so now it's, like, dinner time and... Uh, Tess is, like, one of the servers there or whatever. She comes up to see Gemma and Nigel and Finn having dinner. And she sees them. And she does some sort of squawk as well. <laughs> An alarm squawk. <laughs> and then just to her employer, she throws a plate at him and it breaks. Yeah, not a paper plate. No. no like Probably a, of China. Yeah. Of some sort. And just throws it at him. It breaks. Which Throws looked like to have like plates. a beef tenderloin on yeah. it with like broccolini and like a red wine demi. Oh, I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> oh yeah, you haven't eaten much. No, you had pistachios. I, I had pistachios and that's it. A snack sized pistachio. <laughs> and one Trisket. Oh yeah, yeah and one Trisket. <laughs> I'm a glutton, what you, can I say? You've consumed a total of 140 calories and it's almost 2 o'clock. And I have to go to work but it's and all packed lunch. But it is mostly protein. That's true. Yeah, that'll keep you fuller Get longer. those gains. <laughs> and uh, so they brief Sutherland about the treasure and their hunt for it and hoping that maybe he can help them out. And then you get this, like, while they're telling these stories about their hunts, this library sex scene from their honeymoon. It's, like, really quick. They're like, <laughs> we were doing all this and we we're in this library on this island. And <laughs> I just get, like, four seconds of, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the quickest cut is, oh, my God. <laughs> and then back. And then back some more time. And, like... My next note in my thing is Devin cracks pistachios with his teeth, <laughs> which we've already gotten into, yeah, so we can skip over. Yeah. But that's when we realized this whole thing. Yeah. Because I just heard it out of the corner of my ear. Like, what the fuck and is then, that sound? Then we get a, an enormously long, drawn-out story of the history of the Aurelia and the Capitana. Capitana. And it was eight minutes long. <laughs> Holy shit. That's like the pod, race, or the pod racing scene. Yeah, almost. so it's... It's all stories about how to find this treasure, and it's eight years of them searching yeah. during their marriage, packed into eight minutes, so a minute a year. But also, eight minutes is a long time for a movie to just tell stories that don't really make sense all that much to us, like we've been searching at for least, At years. least yeah. not at this point in the movie, yeah. <clears throat> no. At any point of the movie, I could have done, done without that whole eight minutes and been <laughs> But fine. how would you have known that Sebastian Vangor was the one who actually had the treasure? I didn't need to know that. I didn't, yeah. <clears throat> but that, that does set up, like, the sort of Da Vinci Code clue finding later on down the road. Clue leading to a clue leading to a clue? Yeah. <clears throat> Which we did kind of need. But I guess I didn't need the, he abandoned the ship and switched it to another ship and it crashed in these waters, but not that ship. And they fled from hurricanes and he was the only person who would outrun them because the ship was too heavy. And now they can't get away because of the hurricanes, but he rode it out anyway. And he crashed it in the clear water reef that's only 30 feet below. But how would you not see the boat if it was only 30 feet well, we below? We learned that part and later. <laughs> Still, you get my point. 
Yeah, I, I I liked it. I liked this aspect of the movie. Maybe the best of the whole movie. Not the specific story, but the the finding of Van Gore's treasure. Are you wearing a ridge <clears throat> ring right now? One of those silicone rings? Yeah. Nice. Because I... it matches my shirt. It's red. Hell yeah. I got a red one, an orange one, a blue one, and a black one. And Caesar. And Caesar boy. Hi, buddy. Oh, my yep. good boy. But so the the long, <laughs> the gist of the long story is that this this old uh, captain, or not old, he was 18, they said, but Sebastian Vangor. Oh, hit, I thought you meant Nigel. I was like, he was definitely no, he old. Wasn't. Sebastian Vangor <laughs> hid the gold. Is he still alive? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. No. Because this <laughs> Look, was like. He might have died. This was, uh, hold on. Uh, I got this. 2008? Yeah. 8, uh, 9, 10. I hope he didn't uh, die. That'd 12, be sad. 12 years ago? I love Donald 14. Sutherland. 14 years ago? I see born, but I don't see death yet. Let's go. Hey. That's on the design to be. I'll keep, I'll Google, but you keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> and only Tess was able to figure out that Vangor had the treasure and not the rest of the Capitana ship. So that's how they have the inside scoop. Um, there was also a part about how Sebastian Vangor lied to everyone because of honor. I don't really get that part, even though I did like this section of it. He is I... not dead, and he's 86. Oh, hell wow. yeah. He's, he's also gun- six foot four. He's gunning for Betty White. <laughs> Tall people never live that long. Are you kidding me? He's yeah, gonna... Lucas is going to die at like 68. Yeah. yeah. From... I'm going to live to be like 140. <laughs> from murder. <laughs> but not as long as Kevin Hart will live. Yeah. Just as long as Josh Hutcherson and Zac Efron. Or Benjamin Button. Or Tom Cruise. Or do you like Tom Cruise's height? Yeah, he's a five seven. Yeah. But yeah, so um from here, Nigel, Gemma, Finn, Tess, and Alphonse. Who swam aboard? Yeah. Are all working together to get this treasure. And Big Bunny Deans, you find out murdered someone named Ecstasy and murdered all the witnesses, and he's like on the chase, so that's kind of scary. And he owns the whole island where, he, yeah, where they're where searching. The, yep. And they come up upon the treasure spot from earlier to find Mo Fitch, who used to work with Finn and Tess, and he's also searching there. So the race is kind of on to get the treasure. And, uh, and well, Mo, it's because Big Bunny Deans is, is hired out by Mo, both of them. He hired out Mo Fitch, yeah, and eventually blackmails or whatever his way threatens his way to owning the makana part of it and uh they come up on this treasure spot and finn mo fitch has already like put on a grid or something in the area and so finn is diving beneath mo's ship where they're gonna set some charges and blow the area and he's trying to like pull all the pins out or something i don't yeah, know he's trying to like dismantle the grid so that they can't <clears throat> sabotage it yeah, yeah. Sabotage and it. so they need to stall so he doesn't die if they set the charges off while he destroys the grid <laughs> so they get Gemma. <laughs> Who's just like flaunting her stuff in a bikini and acting all dumb. Being a bimbo. Asked if they grew up on the boat. (laughs) Which is a totally reasonable question for her character, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But at one point, she sees Finn scuba. She's like, oh my god, there's Finn down there. And then out of nowhere, I don't think anybody actually set off a charge. But one of the charges goes off. Yeah. And then a second one is set off. And well, the first yeah, the first charge exposes his weird rusty sword that he finds. Yes, <laughs> and then the second one, as he's holding it, is blown into the air, sixty feet in the air. He tosses, he's yielding a sword. He throws, throws the sword, <laughs> perfect spiral that lands right inches away from the crotch of Gemma. Uh, Mark Wahlberg as Kate Yeager would say that that was not a perfect spiral. <laughs> so I looked away during the explosion, and then I looked back, and the were, first thing I you, saw were was scared was sword in. Well, I don't. I don't really remember why a lot. I'm just teasing. Yeah, it's like 
Yes. It was scary. <laughs> with sword but like, and almost like hitting yeah, her but, vagina. Well, I didn't even see the sword. All I saw was Jim going like this, going, <laughs> Leg spread. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, from there, after that, he climbs aboard Moe's ship and Moe knocks him out for the fourth time. Yep. In this film. Well, he, and apparently beats him a lot. Yeah. So let's say five. Just yeah. add another one. And I one note here is Alphonse really wants some prostitutes on this yacht. He does. And the, <laughs> there's also a small scene where the gay chefs are really lusting after Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that was so hot when he threw that sword up there. <laughs> That's actually one of my quotes, too. And so there's a late night sleeping scene because like Finn and Tess got up from the dinner table at the same time to go to bed, but not it was it was just a big old quinky dink. Yeah, yeah, the classic quinky. <laughs> and uh, Tess comes to Finn's room and tells him about how brave he was today, but he's not there, and the sword is gone. Bum, 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 bum. No, do the actual score. I don't remember what it was. Do 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 which mm-hmm. is probably the best emotional scene of the whole movie. I would say so. Yeah, they're yeah. they're playing gin rummy or something. They're connecting because she sent a text to her friends earlier, like, "Oh my god, I have to spend two weeks with my dad." Yeah, and he saw it, and so now he's like just trying to bond with his daughter. They're playing gin rummy, and they're like betting money or whatnot, and and he jokingly says mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you're great at getting money out of me, just like mom." And it's a yeah, it's a whole thing about I did love your mother, you know. We we separated for like other reasons, and it was just yeah. like this whole. It was it was an emotional father daughter scene. But she leaves angry at her dad. Yeah. Yes. And what is our other scene? It's when he's got the rusty sword. And he's oh yes, kicking the goons his ass. Yes, he's back on Big Bunny's island looking and, for Big Bunny. Yeah, fighting the two goons again with again. A, a rusty sword from In a pan. Why? Why did he go on shore? Because I think he was trying to talk to Big Bunny. But why? To get Mo Fitch. Oh, he was, out of there. Well, and he also kind of proposed that, like, you split it with me, I'll give you 10% or whatever. <clears throat> yes, because he threatens all of them with the sword. The sword was not very sharp. We can find that out. He gets hit in the head again. Knocks out, out again for the sixth time. Sixth time. He's now trapped by Big Bunny. Um, and we don't know what deal he makes with Big Bunny, but we know it's a bad one. It's basically like he says, like, how about I not kill you? So it's like if he finds a treasure, he's going to give him it all or something. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. You missed it. A... Okay, that's good. Sorry. I was just going to say 10% of $300 million was $30 million, plus the returns on what he did before, which we said was a 500% increase on his original investment. That's a good deal. Yeah, but he could have $30, $300 million if he just kills him. I guess that's true. That's how thugs think. Because uh, I know. I'm give a him thug. that thug yeah. dick. Yeah, that thug dick. What was that from? That was that Drake, was and, Drake Josh. and Josh. Thug Dick. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, Kimbo Slice, UFC oh. fighter, was in Merry Christmas, Drake yeah. and Josh. Yeah. And he was giving Helen that Thug Dick. I thought Drake or Josh said Thug Dick. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was just a term Lucas coined. Okay, but yeah. what were you going to say? Me? Mm-hmm. I forget. Oh, um, inside, Big Bunny has a new head of <laughs> chief of staff named... Cyrus. Cyrus. And he kills the dreadlock Jamaican man because for motivation for the other guy, he says, now you know how to work harder, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now there's some diving scenes. Just your too. casual murder. <laughs> yeah. 
some diving scenes to generic royalty-free music, with Big Bunny watching over them. Yeah. He's flying the plane, because he's a pilot rapper murderer. (laughs) And, you know, royalty-free music. Heck yeah. Big fam. Yeah. Great score. We love royalty-free music. And this movie, basically here, just fisted us to where to find the Aurelia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they first figure out, well, Donald Sutherland figures out that it's not in the water. Because how could you see it in the clearest water ever? 30 feet below the surface, yep. yeah. So he figures that out. Gemma, incorrect. Well, she says something. What does she say even to figure it out? I don't know. But McConaughey grabs her says, you're a genius. Yeah, well, the yacht captain comes in and says he has to move the boat due to a storm. Yeah. And the reef there. And he's like, I have to move it to the north side. And Penn's like, I know exactly where to search because they brought it aground or something. Yeah. They did, and then they once they search once they search the north side, they find evidence so quickly of the Aurelia immediately. Clash. Yeah, it is the buried ship, and of the so Aurelia. much of it. Yeah, yeah, just like six inches under the sand, <laughs> over three hundred and three hundred years. Yeah. They've been they've been working eight years trying to catch the Aurelia, <laughs> and it's six inches down. It was just on the other side of the six island, six inches deep. His, his his dick is probably bigger yeah i wouldn't know anything about six inches deep though like personally i'm more like you know a two inch kind of guy two and a half come on now two and a, well yeah <laughs> really gotta work. on a good day brennan's gotta saying work for the two and a half <laughs> with knowledge <laughs> past experience you were like, way i know two and a half when i feel it <laughs> yeah it's like you were way deeper in these <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Fist is with this shit, and they find the ship under there, but there's not a lot of treasure in it. And they're all, and so, like, they they find it so fast, but they find they say, like, Sebastian took all the treasure off the ship and hid it on the island and sank the ship to throw the people off the trail. They ran out of ground. Yep. He says that a lot. And then there's a scene about precious gem boat name scene with Gemma. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where she's being really stupid. That's pretty much it. And so they make their way onto the island, up to the island church where they've been before. Because they're like journals and letters and papers. Yeah, it's the oldest building on the island. From Sebastian Van Gore? Vanger? Yes, but the church wasn't a part of the church. Because that was 60 or 70 years after he had crashed. Exactly. Yeah. But they do find some letters from the boat. And they find out that the treasure is buried in the cemetery. Yes, because there was an old gravestone marked Aurelia 1715 when they got there. Mm. So now they're doing it in a church. Yep. A sin. They do. Finn and Tess, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Divorce, makeup sex. Yeah. Just, I mean, just the, what's it called? Uh, premarital sex? Yeah. It technically. Like, and, and, post-marital. and post-marital yeah, sex. Pre- and post-marital sex. And post-divorce sex. And probably pre-divorce sex again. They probably don't make it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, spoilers! But, so now they're, like, digging in the graveyards or whatnot and test trips over a rock. And when Finn lifts it up, it has Aurelia inscribed on it. And they dig up this area and find a small barrel with some coins, like a compass, an hourglass, and Sebastian's journal in there. In Spanish. We'll save the quote for later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, they, they read the journal, more clues, and now they know that the treasure... Once again, a new lead to the treasure is in a blowhole cave that is filled with water like 363 days a year yep. or something. On the solstices, it's the tide is low enough that it's accessible. But Big Bunny and his henchmen show up and try and take the journal. And there's a big fight scene, and they flee, and they hit Big Bunny in the balls. With a shovel at 30 miles an hour on a Vespa. And yeah, so they're leading off on a Vespa, and Tess falls off of it 
and gets captured while Finn flies off a cliff and explodes. Yeah. His bike explodes. Yeah, he lives. Did it? Yeah. But all the henchmen think he's dead. And then... But they do kidnap... For the second time. Yes. And they do kidnap Tess, though. And they're going to make her do hard labor. Yeah, so they take... Yeah, they do. They Slave labor. They take her to the blowhole cave and send her down. And they just abandon her. They just toss the rope and she's, like, underneath. And apparently this blowhole water shit goes off every 50 seconds. Yeah. And so she has, like, no time to work with because it's not one of the solstice days. So she has to dive under to a safe part of the cave where the explosion won't get her. She's got the rope and she ties onto the treasure. She finds it down there. It is hidden. But when the water comes rushing through with her rope on it, it opens one of, like, the treasure chests. Out pops gold coins. Pretty cool shot. Yeah, it was a good shot. Yeah. And her shoe. So they think she's dead. Yeah. And they're going to be rich. Yep. So they they were infighting the whole time, too. And now they're all buddy-buddy. Yep. And Finn's alive, and he calls Mo for help. And uh, back at the blowhole, Cyrus and Curtis, the other henchmen are getting the treasure um, when they see Tess down there. Cyrus does. And he tries to kill her. Yeah, he's like scuba diving too. But Finn hops down in time and they tag team Cyrus with that two and a half inches. God damn it. (laughs) And send him through the blowhole like they shoot him or whatnot. Now this was a cool shot. With the blood. Yeah. With the blood and his like severed foot or something. Like it was the the flipper. His sprayed body parts misting with the geyser air. And uh, they escape the blowhole cave and are fighting Curtis and Big Bunny with Moe and Nigel there. And uh, Big Bunny takes Tess yet again on the plane that he's flying. Yeah. And knocks her out. Knocks her out. And Gemma shows up on a jet ski. Yeah. Because she was supposed to stay behind on the precious gem. But that ain't happened. No, she's here to the rescue. And she saves Finn like he saved her. Yeah. And Finn orders pull up portside. (laughs) Wow. God, yeah. Pulls this up is where you get hyped. Yeah. Pulls up port side, which she doesn't know. She does not know, which no. I don't know either, but. But she gets, it, this is a cool shot again. Port is left because it has the same amount of letters, and starboard is right because it doesn't have the same <laughs> amount of letters. <laughs> right. That's how I, how I. And if you're like right. me, you'll be kicked off of uh, Carnival Cruises for life for using the poop deck. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever actually been on a cruise? No. Okay. That's, yeah, that's part of my stand up. Check me out. At the, at the chuckle factory <laughs> it's actually just a Chuck E. cheese <laughs> the chuckle factory but yeah so she does pick up finn and there is a great scene where it's like a chase scene on the jet ski and finn just jumps off the jet ski onto the plane as it's taking off hanging on to because it is a biplane a, is that what a water plane is a biplane i think i think the term now is lgbt plus plane <laughs> <laughs> um well he, he jumps onto the lgbtq plus plane um and <laughs> god damn it and they take off and he's like hanging on for dear life and tess comes too because she was unconscious yeah and big bunny's like firing at he fires one shot and misses from a foot away yeah and nobody ever hits any shots with their gun except the one that hit cyrus in yeah. the foot and the ear oh yeah but non-lethally yeah. yeah yeah but right as he's about to point blank shoot him in the head Tess kicks him out, right? Mm-hmm. Or shoves him out. Kicks him out. Kicks him out. Donkey kicks. Ultimate punches him out. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool he, shot of him falling to his death. 200 feet yeah. back, slaps against the water. And uh, there, but he does on the way down shoot his gun more. Hits the gas tank or the oil. Or can, the engine. Something. <laughs> the, the plane's going to go down now. 
Yeah, so McConaughey has to hop back in the, the pilot seat, and he says, I know how to do all this stuff. From, I play PlayStation. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and then he somehow gets the engine back on. <laughs> that was totally stalled out without him really doing any mechanical repairs of any sort. Um, but then he guides it. Then we have this like good little probably minute of tension while we wait for them to crash where they they're like i love you i love you yeah he doesn't know he knows how to fly the plane but he doesn't know how to land it yeah so like we might die they say i love you and he has, just he's, gonna... a, he's a question that he wants to ask for later he's like i, I got a question to ask you and she says save it for after okay yep. yeah and uh so they're gonna bring the plane down real low and they're gonna try and just skid it on the water but they do come in sideways. <laughs> it yeah. does crash immediately. <laughs> yeah. And uh, their bodies go flying out. But they both live. Yep. And he asked her to marry her. And, and to marry wreck. him. Yep. And that was the question he wanted to ask before. And now they're going to get married. And now they are married. Because flash forward. And Tess is pregnant. Yep. And, and from the church sex. And Gemma has a new boyfriend too. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Gemma, Gemma, as we find out, marries or hooks up with Alphonse, <laughs> the Ukrainian sort of comedic <laughs> relief partner in the diving from earlier in the movie. And she was a beautiful young actress. Heiress Mean- to a million, $700 million fortune. Meanwhile, he's a dorky-ass Ukrainian man. Yeah, how does he, how does he talk? He, he's not silent, Brandon. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was drinking a lot of beer there. <laughs> I don't even know how he talks. Like, I would need to bring up some of his dialogue because, oh, because every time he talks, it was just absolute nonsense. Like, you had to have the subtitles on to understand. Yeah. But, and there was not, when we say this, there was not one shred of evidence that this would happen in the movie, that she would get with Alphonse. No, just that he loved prostitutes. It was like his only... Yeah, he did love prostitutes. Why would she be with him? Yeah, that was his only, like, romantic thing, and her romantic thing was for Finn. The whole time. Like, he because kissed he was her on the forehead, like, her. four times. Yeah. But, yeah, so, Tess is pregnant as a, the church baby, which is a bastard, technically. Yep. And, probably, uh... Probably gonna be the devil, because it was conceived in the church. Oh, shit. And they... And they donated all the treasure to a... Or maybe donated, maybe sold the treasure to a museum. Yep, all the relics, and that is the end. They're, they're a big, happy, extended family. <laughs> yeah, because now that, I guess... I guess, technically... Kind of. Finn and Tess aren't with nigel's whole side of the but alphonse is but alphonse is and he seems to also be their new investor guy yeah so sugar daddy so they're all rich and loaded and they could have sold it they could have not and that is the end of fool's gold prolonged clapping for devin devin's purposefully okay yeah he's not clapping for reason, he just wants to sync the audio a lot of times in a row. <laughs> he was clapping cheeks, and that's fool's gold. <laughs> and that is fool's gold. Bathroom alone. Yep. Which means it is time for some quotes, ratings, and reviews. Quirr. 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 Biplane. Oh shit! I think he hit the engine. Okay. Wings. Flaps. Um, excuse me, LGBTQ plus plane. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, quotes. How many do we have? I didn't have too many. I think 
five. This wasn't a very quotable film. No, it wasn't. But I do have ten. I have seven. I think I have seven as well. Okay. Everyone do half. Devin, start three. All right. Behold this dude. <laughs> yeah. That was the guy who found Matthew McConaughey on, on the, the party boat. On the fish. What do you call it? The fish box? Yeah, the fish box. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the party boat when he just came. Because it was like a weird, like, like a spring break kind of thing where they were filming on yeah. their phone, too. Yeah. <laughs> and they find this, like, haggard survivor. Okay, <laughs> another one. Lucky for you, we happened along, my most superfluously toasted friend. Yeah. Also from him. Yep. Immediately after. <laughs> and then another one from him. I'm just going to cover all of him. All hail Neptune and those who party on his waves. <laughs> You covered him real good. I sure did. Covered him with not many inches. <laughs> uh, three from you, Lucas. Okay. Um, I got one from Kevin Hart when McConaughey gives him the plate at the beginning. He says, it looks like it's from Howard Johnson. What is Howard Johnson? A, a plate it's, company. Yeah. It's I, like a, I don't know. Like a home goods. Yeah. Entrepreneur. What's the word I'm looking for? Wholesaler. It's a hotel company. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's blue. It's like Wyndham. I've got one from the Two Gay Chefs, a real quick one. They were just playing around and pretending to be Donald Sutherland, and they went, yes, my dear. <laughs> they're funny. And one more um, is from Gemma, who they're talking about the, the treasure hunt. She goes, the sea is all attached, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. You guys took a couple of mine, so I'm going to do four. I have one from Finn, and he goes, You ever hear the expression, you miss by an inch, you miss by a mile? Well, it's an old diving expression. And it means, if you miss by an inch, you miss by a mile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're wow. pretty self-explanatory. It is what it means. And it's, I, don't, I think that's not exclusive to diving either. No, not at all. Um, I do have the behold this dude. I have another one from that guy, though. Ooh. The fourth of his four God quotes. Damn. He goes, it appears, my man, that you have run dry of the sacred nectar and tosses him a beer because he's just like, water, water. <laughs> um, I have one from the divorce scene where he goes, Florida didn't, or the, the her lawyer goes, Florida didn't ruin you. You did, honey. You married a guy for the sex. And you expected him to be smart. Um, and then I have the C is all attached, right? Oh, and then I have one from Nigel talking to Gemma. He goes, consumption, darling, as in tuberculosis, not consuming, as in guzzling. <laughs> and she goes, oh, my God, I'm so dumb. Yeah, I, I, I'm so dumb. Um, finish yours off, Devin. Uh, so you want me to do four? Yes. All right. Uh, my fourth one is... Let's blow some holes. I'm getting old. Let's find some gold. That was uh, a lot of rhymes. That well, who was it? Mo? Yeah, was Mo, Mo Fitch. Yeah, when he was about to blow the the charges underwater. Not Big Bunny. Not Big Bunny. Um, and then I have one from you, Brandon, and it's these fucking gay chefs. <laughs> just like that, he hate he hates gay people. I was just I was just saying that because they just kept appearing with no relevance to the story. Sure. Sure. It's sure. representation, Brandon. I was just upset because they were fucking you were on screen. <laughs> they were fucking on screen in a PG thirteen movie. It's like <laughs> these fucking gay chefs. It was a it was a uh, factual sure. statement. Yeah, sure. It was a verb, not an adjective. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next one is, what if it's a body? 
and then Matthew McConaughey, they were digging up the Aurelia grave, and she was like, what if it's a body? And then Matthew McConaughey said, well, then it's a midget with very cheap relatives, because <laughs> yeah. he brought out just a tiny barrel. <laughs> I love midgets coming back into this show. <laughs> yeah. And not even on your sake, it was No, this is, this is probably right before saying midget got you canceled. Yeah. And uh, the last one is from these fucking gay chefs. Uh, um, right at the end... One gay chef went out on the boat to save Matthew McConaughey and the other gal. And then the other one came up on a jet ski later. And the uh, the jet ski guy said, you happy now, you big butch bastard? <laughs> nice. Um, I think I have two left. Um, one is from Kevin Hart, Big Bunny Deans. Um, he wants to investigate whether or not Matthew McConaughey ha- Matthew McConaughey actually died. So he says, I'm going to have my boys do an academic review while I sit my balls on some ice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he got smacked by a shovel. And then my last one is Kate Hudson asks Matthew McConaughey, he's like, how do you know how to do all this in the plane? And he just goes, PlayStation. Yeah, you know, PlayStation. Um, that was one of mine, which means I have three left. <clears throat> one is the long one from the two gay chefs. And it was when they were talking about how hot he was. One of them goes, I still can't go over the way he came out of the water like that. The other one goes, I know. And holding the sword. And he goes, it just makes this totally perfect toss. And the sword lands straight up in the deck. Amazing. But it's just, it's more than just the sheer power of his raw sexuality. (laughs) It's the totality of his emotional commitment to the task at hand. The other one goes, yeah, it's the focus. It's the focus. The other one goes, he sees it. He wants it. He goes after it. He gets it. And the last one goes, he sure got me. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, then I've got one from Finn. Oh, apparently his name is actually Ben. This is an IMDb quote. What? Huh. His name is Ben Finnegan. Oh, yes. <clears throat> and he goes, something wrong, Tess? And she goes, something wrong? Why would anything be wrong? We just had sex in a church and we're not even married. And now we're going to dig up a grave. I mean, what is that? Like a triple sin? I'm surprised we haven't been struck by lightning yet. And then she tripped. Wow, both dogs are all up in your <laughs> shit right now. Hi, Louis. <laughs> Louis making an appearance. He's on the microphone currently. <laughs> Louis on the mic. <laughs> and um, my last one is from Mo when Finn jumps from the jet ski to the plane. Mm. And he goes, now that's a man that loves his wife. God damn it. <laughs> which technically they're not even married. Yeah. So that's the end. the end of our quotes, which means our time. It is rating time. Tomato meter. Uh, Percentage. I think it's going to be higher than I think. It's going to be 62%. Okay. I think it's uh, probably 43%. 11%. Oh, wow. Garfield got higher than this? No, Garfield had a 7. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. The Um, cat from outer space had a much higher score. Yeah, it did. What about audience score? 31. I bet a lot of audiences like, I'll say 59. 48. Mm. And then IMDb Metascore out of 100? 22. 18. 29. Mm. And audience score out of 10? 33. 41. 5.14. 3.3, 4.1. Good (laughs) goddamn, Caesar. We're going to raise this. What did you guys say? 33, so 3.3 and 4.1? Yeah. 5.7. Goddamn. Audiences are big fans. Critics are not. What are you guys giving it? Uh, 1.6. Ooh, real low. Yeah. What's the elaboration on it? It was so bad. The music score was bad. The plot was bad. Everything was ham-fisted. Uh, the acting was bad. 
the only redeeming quality was Sutherland. My spit take. Yeah, your actual spit take. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to give this movie... I'll be the optimist here. I'll give it a 7.1. God damn. so high. For Fool's Gold. Yeah, some... First off, the the location, the set was magnificent, honestly. Like, one of the best I've seen in a movie. How beautiful the, the Queen's Coast or whatever they filmed it at was. I think Old's was better. Mm, yeah. I Maybe. I don't. I haven't seen Old. Um, the whole thing looked like the beach at the end of the Shawshank Redemption, which I really liked. Yeah? Yeah. Um, good action sequences. I liked the, the adventure aspect of it. Kate Hudson kind of got outacted all over the place but that's okay <laughs> the script wasn't that great but that's okay for what it was i think it's a 7.1 i think i'm gonna give it a 4.0 just like pretty mediocre but i would watch it like i there's a hundred other movies i would watch oh for sure time. and i mean it's not like overly sappy but the score is bad the score is bad a lot of poorly chosen acting i don't think kevin hart with hindsight is the best kind of villain but yeah 4.0 is what i've got so i've got a couple quick critic reviews and then a handful quick yeah they are quick um my (laughs) first one before our user reviews my first one is by peter travers of the rolling stone and he goes i defy any 2008 comedy to be as stupid slack and sexless as fool's gold wow there was some sex i was gonna say there was some sex he was really mad about there being no sex in this (laughs) yeah my next one is by Lou Lumenick at New York Post. He goes, excruciatingly lame with a surprisingly <laughs> bloody ending. It's all basically an excuse to show off the scenery, including McConaughey's abs. And what's wrong with that? What was the score? Did you leave one? They, I don't oh, have okay. scores for any of them. But yeah, scenery, including McConaughey's abs. Like that is... We had a couple Kate Hudson ass shots too. It was through the binoculars from yeah. Big Bunny, yeah. Where did my thing go? Your screen went white. It did not go white. We're going to get back to it. Um, My next one is by Brian Lowry of Variety Magazine. The lure of Matthew McConaughey's shirtless for extended stretches doubtless has some marketing value. But after that, Fool's Gold offers small compensation. At times, the pick feels like a comedic version of The Deep, only without the comedy. The tropic scenery was well shot, but there's not much chemistry between McConaughey and Hudson. But the ending is a little more violent than necessary and a bit grittier than it should be tonally, as if we've detoured into a different movie. I thought the ending was cool when they sprayed the blood out. I thought that was fucking bad. Do you think it was different from the rest of the film, though? Yeah, the tone was a little different. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's the dramatic ending. You (laughs) need to have a little bit of seriousness there. Well, Karina Chicano of the LA Times says, Cheesy familiar bore. And it feels at times like a third-rate Bond movie set to a Jimmy Buffett album. <laughs> Which I'm glad someone finally fucking mentioned <laughs> the music. Third-rate James Bond. Remember how mad that person was about James Bond's height in the Cat from Outer Space? <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> as they should be. And my last one is by Carrie Rickey of the Philadelphia Inquirer. She goes, it plays like a Three Stooges movie with scuba gear, but a Three Stooges movie is enlightened next to this one. In this film, McConaughey is, in quotes, perennially shirtless, and Hudson is, in quotes, peculiarly mirthless. What does that mean? I don't know, but I liked it. <clears throat> she went for the the little the jugular there. Yeah. yeah and little rhyme scheme like oh god damn caesar we'll slide it and we're gonna finish it with some user reviews hell yeah 
My first one is by KQuinn41024 on November 29th, 2021. So two months ago. Mm. There are hardly any fun movies about boating, (laughs) diving, treasure hunting, island life with hot chicks and guys. I used to... Damn straight. (laughs) She has not seen Outer Banks yet. Yeah, she has not. That is exactly what Outer Banks is. I used to dream about rigging my boat up for treasure hunting, but I can get all that without losing a fortune just by watching this movie. 10 out of 10. Okay. No. I feel it a little bit. Apparently the cinema, apparently Hollywood is not portraying to her boating diving. At any point do they talk about rigging? Or any (laughs) any technical term? No. No. That was the whole reason. How many fun movies are set on boats? They're almost all terrible things happen uh, that is true yeah you need a party movie on a boat man yeah <laughs> with the sweet nectar my next one is by the little songbird Uh-oh. on Let's september go. 7th 2011 Dude, I, has she seen every single movie yeah <laughs> pretty much um the only reason why i didn't rate fool's gold any lower oh. is because of the film setting which is absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. and photographed beautifully the soundtrack was yet another instance of being nice to listen to, but was forgettable soon after. <clears throat> the story is uneven in pace and predictable in that you know what is coming and how it was going to end. The script is a mess, really. There is a severe lack of wit. It all feels heavy-handed, and the more romantic moments are very stilted in the flow. I also had difficulty believing that the same director who directed The Sublime ever after a Cinderella story also directed this. The direction here is rather phoned in and any touches that were at least nice don't live in the, long in the memory. The acting is not very good. McConaughey and Hudson are attractive, but have a lack of chemistry between them. I feel, and neither of them look natural here. While Donald Sutherland was a nice fine, but he deserves so much better. Yeah. The actors though are disadvantaged by the fact that the characters are very stock and irritating in Fool's Gold. Overall a mess and only redeeming by the setting. Two out of ten. Mm. <clears throat> I thought McConaughey did pretty good, honestly. Uh, I think she touched on everything that you've said, yeah. Devin. The score, the setting. She's really good. Sutherland. She's like 16, right? Or like... She was 17 when she wrote the one oh, for, so she's like... for Garfield. Yeah. Mm. So how... Oh, you didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. How old she's was 17 she? when she wrote Garfield wow. in 2004. I don't know if she wrote it in 2004, though. She so she was. Like, that's 18 years later. So she's 35. No, she she was in her 20s. when Because she didn't write it in 2004. So she's like 40. No, 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 no. She's in her oh, she 20s. Oh, was, she was 28 at the time. So, so... No, no, no. She, no, she was 17 at the time. She's in her 20s now, is what I'm saying. Because I remember she was like in her 20s-ish. Well, if she was 17 at the time of that in 2004... Well, she That's... didn't write it in 2004. She wrote it later. Oh, so like 2008. So 14 years later. So she's 31. Maybe. Maybe. So yeah, yeah we've, we'll have to, we'll, we'll have to figure that out yeah. later. We'll try and dox this woman later. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next one is by Baba Vida. Baba Vida. On February 13th, 2012. February? February. Okay. Yesterday, I watched this movie for the seventh time in a row. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and thought to myself, hey, I never watch movies more than twice, and I rarely enjoy watching them over again. And here I am, having a great time, watching Fool's Gold for the seventh time. Something must be wrong. I must like this movie more than any other. And in fact, it is my favorite movie. I feel it. I enter the atmosphere of this naive paradise-like world. 
I love that it is so positive. Even when there is a fight and one is trying to shoot the other, there isn't any hate or anger. Not to mention that almost any scene from the movie qualifies for an amazing desktop wallpaper. Yeah. There are big yachts, hot chicks, clear ocean waters, paradise islands, treasures, funny jokes, and original acting scenes. Perfect ingredients for me. I wish everyone to feel so much enjoyment from a movie like this. It is awesome. 10 out of 10. Okay. From man who's seen it seven times in a from row. From Baba Vita. Yes, Baba seven Vita. times in a row. My next one is by Snoopy Style. December nice. 1st, 2013. Not, the little songbird's alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> Dog and bird. Snoopy and uh, Woodstock. And Woodchuck, yeah. Okay. Woodchuck? That's what I always call him. <laughs> There's a lot of bad things about this movie. First, McConaughey is playing a very annoying, shirtless, irresponsible jerk. The only funny movie mo- moment in the movie is when Kate Hudson took a golf club and smacked him over the head. <laughs> not a golf club. I think it was the, the cane. Yeah. Why um, did an old man just have a golf club? <laughs> <laughs> there isn't much funny in this comedy. The story of the treasure is too convoluted. I do kind of agree. Yeah. And I don't think why it had to be like that. It took a long time to explain and it left me scratching my head in the end. It didn't advance the story or make me laugh. It wasted too much time with a lot of exposition. Kevin Hart plays possibly the most annoying character ever in Big Bunny. He's not funny. He's not threatening. It's just tiresome. The movie is working at cross purposes. It tries to be a wacky comedy and it mostly fails. Then it gets way too serious. Characters actually die in this movie. The action gets scary. As a comedy, it doesn't work. As an adventure, it doesn't work. Four out of ten. He just roasted this movie and then gave it a four. Roasted the movie and Kevin Hart. And yeah, a lot of Kevin Hart roasts. I just like how you laugh every time somebody says the movie is scary. Because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't scary. These aren't scary movies. My next one is by a returner, Paul Hawkinson. Maybe his second time on here. While Fool's Gold is predictable to the point where even a blind person can see what's coming, it still proves to be quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's the type of movie that you can't help to enjoy, sort of like a brushed-up take on a movie such as Romancing the Stone. There is a good flow to the story, and it worked out quite nicely. The movie was also quite nicely cast, and there is a great chemistry between Hudson and McConaughey. But Donald Sutherland also did add a great, unique touch to the movie. Just a shame that he didn't have more time on the screen than he did. Fool's Gold is the type of movie that you can watch more than just once, despite being so predictable. Six out of ten. Yeah. That is your review. That makes sense, yeah. Wait, so... so That... There was not a two point difference between this review and yeah. the last review. <laughs> well, there they, was. They probably have a different criteria. <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Different They're rubric. not on the John Lasagna scale. Yeah, one is yeah. on it and one isn't. Yeah. No, but exactly. that, that does make sense. It sort of does have the feel of like a comfort movie almost. You know, like nothing. This is right down your alley. And yeah. And that's part of the music too. Like, you know that nothing terrible is really going to happen to any of the characters. <laughs> when that jazz matter. music yeah. is playing during a fight scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it. It is the exact music that they use in Peppa Pig. Yeah, you brought that up. Which also is comforting, yes. Um, Only two more. Aaron Zero Nelson's on June 25th, 2015 says, I love this movie. I think it's a very funny movie and very upbeat. Treasure Hunters, Divorce, Spoiled Kids, (laughs) and Rich Parents are all the best. And the fun (laughs) mixed into one. If you like adventures and funny mysteries, this is a movie for you. Hell yeah. Yeah, I agree. Divorce is so funny. Divorce is <laughs> <It's> the best. <laughs> Divorce is the best The subject. best and spoiled children. <laughs> I love them. And my last one is by Backup. 50362. You I, couldn't get the starter? No, and I didn't put a date. I'm sorry. That's okay. But they put, in the first 20 minutes, a guy is executed, thrown in the water with chains, 
His last words are, tell my wife I love her. Then against all odds, he manages to rescue himself without anyone coming to his rescue. At the same time, his wife is divorcing him and her smug lawyer says, she got everything you have because you were 30 seconds late for this meeting. When he rushes in to come to their divorce meeting, after just surviving his own execution, he sadly looks at his wife and says, why? And she says nothing. Just leaves like a wet fucking fart abandoning his <laughs> asshole. This is a romantic comedy. It's absolute cancer. Pure horror. That boomers think that this trash is a romantic or a comedy. Maybe for the women watching it's romantic. But I'm a man. And on my side, it's a horror show. Absolute uh, garbage. One out of ten. This man has gone through the shittiest yeah, worst. I was going to say. He, he went through a rough Leaving one. Leaving it like an absolute fucking fart <laughs> abandoning her asshole. There's a lot of pain in that review. Uh, so are you recommending this film, Devin? No, no. There's so many other films that you can watch to pass the time. I, I do not. And you're not even a rom-com yeah, fan. Yeah, not even a rom-com yeah. fan. I would say part of the allure of film is <laughs> the being able to see beautiful people and beautiful oh. things and and abs and it doesn't necessarily have to be a big schnozzed adam driver like finding murders and whatever sometimes you just want to see a beautiful place with beautiful people in it that's what so i will recommend (laughs) and i don't think i'm gonna recommend this i mean it's like right on the border for me but like like you said i love romantic comedies there are so many good ones out there and i think they get a bad rap so watch something else yeah if you want to see hot people watch zach and mary make a porno if you what i don't i haven't seen it in so long star seth rogan yeah (laughs) i don't necessarily think of him as the hot transformers there you go or something else and if you want to see beautiful places watch a nature documentary okay you know yeah so that's gonna end our episode here i think next week for the love lads We have got 13536, me boy. We've got um, a very sexual rom-com, Friends with Benefits. Benefits. For all of you lovers on, or just Friends with Benefits, all on Valentine's Day is when it's being released. Yes. So we'll get a taste of the kutcher Nope, that's that's no strings attached. The timberlake Assance. There you go. Bye-bye, my lovers. Yeah, we're all lovers here. And we are going to check out our bodies. So we'll see you later. We're fools gold. We're fools and we're gold. So we'll see you later. Bye. Gadoosh. Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback. So please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies. And remember, if it's it's good good and it's bad, it's it's probably the movies. movies.